Coming to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw. Now, uh, we've done several of these podcasts, and in the past, we have chatted with people about minor obsessions like puppets and Peter Gabriel and presidential trivia. But tonight is very special. Tonight, we are going to tackle a much larger obsession, which is Star Wars. So, just to get a sense of kind of what kind of crowd I'm dealing with tonight. <laughs> On the count of three, if you have seen the film Star Wars, I would like you to make a Tusken Raider noise. One, two, three. I just want to throw you fish like you're a seal. It's, it's beautiful. Okay, and I've got several other questions for you to kind of gauge what kind of audience this is. So feel free to just applaud or make whatever random Star Wars noise you feel is appropriate. Uh, how many people here have ever approached an automatic sliding door and waved their hand in front of it as if they're using the force. All right, all right. And how many people here know who Lobot is? All right. And how many people here went and saw the Phantom Menace in 3D? Yeah, that's what I thought. Excellent. I know exactly who I'm dealing with. So I could have very easily uh, filled this stage with friends I have who are totally obsessed with Star Wars, but I wanted to go a different route. I wanted to have a variety of perspectives. So I have kind of assembled the three bears of Star Wars knowledge, if you will. And the first bear is, like me, a die-hard obsessive. Please welcome actor and comedian Sam Landman. All right. Our second Star Wars bear is a man who knows a lot about Star Wars, but only because he was forced to. <laughs> Rift Tracks writer and performer, Bill Corbett. <laughs> and our final bear is a woman who thinks she might have seen some of the Star Wars movies. Please welcome actor and alcohol enthusiast, Zoe Benston. Thank you guys all very much for joining me. Uh, so, just introduce uh, ourselves a little bit. Uh, Sam, how are you doing? I'm, I'm good. And we know each other, right? We've met before. <laughs> yes, yeah. So Sam and I have done a couple of shows together. Uh, he was in my show called Sexy Librarian. Yes. Oh. Let's don't mention the first one we did together, though. Uh, Fireball? <laughs> Yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> Notice nobody, everybody's like, ah, yes, it fireball. Sounds, it sounds like it should be a really exciting sci-fi show. It does. But it wasn't. It was a musical about a town burning. <laughs> it was the Great Hinkley Fire Musical. The Great Hinkley Fire Musical yes. with modern dance. It was, uh, yeah. Unless it was me and Joe, and then they, they were just like, just move. Further, further. Yeah. Okay, perfect, you're off stage. No lie, there was one scene where Sam and I did a little comedy scene, and then some prostitutes were going to dance. Yes. <laughs> and they didn't know where to put Sam and I, so we had to face away from the audience and eat chicken yes. while prostitutes danced. <laughs> and we were getting paid for that, so actually it, I think it was a pretty good show. I didn't like mind an it. awesome show. <laughs> I know. I would love to be doing that anytime. Uh, so, it, Sam, you, you are a big Star Wars geek, correct? Uh, yeah, and I've brought, again, like, two holy grails of 
Star Wars geekery because um, that's how big of a geek I am. My mom just keeps sending them. So I get geekier and geekier with every package. You know, Sam has action figures here with him tonight that I think he just goes everywhere with. <laughs> I do. They were in my car. Special to tonight. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, uh, and Bill. Yes, sir. You and I obviously know each other, correct? Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so you know Star Wars mostly through your career as a writer and performer at Rift Racks, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's where my biggest uh, dose of Star Wars has come in the last decade. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I saw all the movies before that, but I think I was not immersed on the level of you guys. Did you did you go to see the prequels of your own free will? Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but only because their reputation preceded them in, you know, in a horrible way. Right, as, as poor films. But you saw the, uh, the, uh, the classic trilogy. Absolutely, yeah, okay. a couple of times. And for anybody who might not I'm be not I'm not made of stone, Rift Joseph. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone who doesn't know Rift Tracks, uh, this is a, a business venture in which Bill and his uh, compatriots make disparaging comments or observations. It's a business venture. I like the way you <laughs> It is. I'm all about it. That's like the last thing I think of it as being. <laughs> because I don't make a lot of money. Um, it's sort of a spin-off of Mystery Science Theater 3000, which I used to write and be on to. So, yeah, we joke around about the movies and thank you. And, uh, and uh, we've done literally every one of the Star Wars movies now. Yeah, but just to have a picture of it, uh, in, in the past I've done a little bit of writing for Rift Tracks, so I've gotten to have a, an inside glance. And, you know, this isn't just, you just watch the film and you throw out some jokes and write them down. What you do is you watch 30 seconds, you look for a spot that maybe there can be a joke, and then you rewind it. So you end up watching the film in bits and pieces. It is a weird way to watch a movie. Yes. So, you've, I mean, you've watched Star Wars almost as much as I have but against your will. In, <laughs> in strange little torturous segments over <laughs> yes. and over again. Yeah, it's a unique experience. <laughs> cool, and uh, Zoe, which of the Star Wars films have you seen? Um, well, I've seen the three originals largely just by virtue of my age because you just had to. Um, <laughs> not what, that what I didn't mean, like, like them. For dating purposes? No, or? no, no. no. <laughs> You've not, seen Return not of quite the King, that old. right? Um, I saw the first thing. Well, the first one is the Star Wars. Um, I grew up. I grew up in Chicago. The but first film is called the, is Star the, the Star Wars. The Star Wars. Now we're on the. It's right a good start. start. You're lucky I didn't say Star Trek. Um, <laughs> I grew up in Chicago, but we would spend uh, like a month every summer at my grandparents' house in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin which at that time in particular was extremely small. There was one movie theater. My sister was six years older than me, and you would just keep going to see whatever one movie was playing over and over and over again. So I saw Star Wars probably six times, but I also saw Grease six times, okay. which probably had a bigger influence on me, honestly, <laughs> than Star Wars did. And then you see the rest of them, and, and I like them, but I haven't seen them since. So you learned about space battles and unwanted pregnancies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. That's how I sum up Greece. It's just a musical about unwanted pregnancies. <laughs> really dark. Really dark. Yeah. So now that we have kind of a picture of our... Well, wait, wait, actually, I want to know. Did you, have you seen any of the prequels? I saw... What did we watch? The third... The Revenge of the Sith. Yes. <laughs> Last night. Last night. Okay. <laughs> you, you, but I hadn't seen them because, yeah, they, I, I mean, I, I thought maybe I would, and then, like you said, their reputation preceded them, and I was like, I'm not spending money on that. So I didn't mm. see 
want to take a, a, a little bit of time to talk to you each about the actual sort of like obsession part of it. So, so starting with you, Sam, feel free to jump in, guys. Uh, so you are like diehard obsessed, right? Yeah, I, I, again, like my mom is sending me stuff that I, these things still have the original stupid little you know, guns. I just showed the Chewbacca gun to Joseph earlier when I, actually, actually it's a twig because I lost his little crossbow and it, somehow I kept the twig as his gun. Uh, so I'm very obsessive about all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I believe you have a poem that you wrote, correct? I do. Um, when I saw Empire Strikes Back in, in 1980, I'm not going to say how old I was, I, did, I came home on my birthday and I wrote a poem. Uh, and it's called Bounty Hunters, a poem. <laughs> it, goes a little, it goes a little something <clears throat> like this. Dengar, Dengar, what are... You. <laughs> Enjambment, that's impressive. <laughs> Toilet paper head, I wish you were dead. Quatrains, <laughs> I think. Uh, IG-88, you aren't so great. <laughs> Stick figure robot, you don't have nuts. <laughs> I had to make the rhyme somehow. Bosk, you're slimy and probably grimy. You smell like lizard poo. Put on some shoes. <laughs> Good God. Zuckus, you suckus. Always causing a ruckus. And at this point, a friend of mine, Preston Davis, wrote, You're gay, butthole. <laughs> Preston. But there's no punctuation, and uh, he, he spelled it Y-O-U-R, so it looks like your gay butthole Preston. Okay. Yeah. A sign off for the letter. <laughs> um, Love your gay butthole. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Love always. <laughs> Forlom. More like for dumb. <laughs> Neck and below your C-3PO. But Boba, oh Boba, you're the coolest of all. A true bounty hunter, the rebels will fall. Your ship's name is Slave One. Is that racist? Because Lando's pointing his gun. You froze Han and Carbonite. You stuck around to see it done right. But what's under your mask? How does your missile go? These are all things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a very closeted childhood. Um, these are all things that maybe I don't want to know. <laughs> wow. So, as much oh, as I laughed shit. to the point where I had to spit beer back into my cup about. How did your missile go? Yeah. It's true. It's sort of it was the the, the bounty hunters were just cock teases because they were loaded with these cool things yes. and you didn't see them do anything but like stand around and have like a business meeting. Right. But you know what? That's the great thing about what I'll call the real trilogy and the fake trilogy. I think we all know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Four, five, six, one, two, three being fake, right? Um, there was an air of mystery about the real trilogy, which was great. Boba Fett had like four lines. What's the deal with that guy? What's the deal with Bosk? Who's this dude? What's going on here? What are the Here's a great for instance. Yeah. In, in, the, in the real trilogy, you had that meeting, the first meeting with Obi-Wan in right. his little hovel. 
and he goes, well, you know the Clone Wars. And it's like, what, did he say Clone Wars? Yeah. Like I uh, turned to my friends, like, did he say Clone Wars? I don't know, let's let him explain it. <laughs> he fucking never does. <laughs> and that is why the real trilogy is the shit. Because here's the thing, I, I don't need to see the fucking Clone Wars, you know? And I saw them now. In the fake trilogy, I get to see them. I don't have to see pictures of the fucking Civil War to know what happened, okay? So that, is my, that was my biggest problem. It's like, they put out so many beautiful like things where they have extra characters, and that's why all the figures that are so obscure are fantastic, because right. you know you only ha have a few seconds with these guys. Boba Fett, what's his story? Fuck, he went in the Sarlacc pit. He's never gonna pew, you know, he goes. And you're just like, this That's is awesome. where it went. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the stuff you don't know, the air of mystery that you got in the original, which I thought was great, and everything explained to you, including all the Senate hearings that happened in the fake trilogy, that you don't want to know. Right. I don't even know. Did you not want to know it? But I wonder if you found it sort of disempowering as a fan, because there's yeah. something about like having that mystery and being able to investigate it if you want, but also just like you're into it and this is part of your world. And then when everything is thrown in and explained I for think you, it, was it a, takes the it magic was like a double fuck you because it was the sort of like, you know, we had been imagining it and like reading the yes. back of action figures to get a hint right. uh, or playing role playing games that kind of hinted at it. So then not only was it that sort of always led down to the mystery being filled in, but then the mystery wasn't filled in well. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I collected the comic books as well. And the funny thing about the comic books with Marvel Comics was they did a novelization, essentially. Of, you guys probably already saw this like a million years ago, but a novelization, which in comic book form, uh, through Jedi. And then they just started filling in gaps where, like, there's like a pink rabbit who's hanging around. You're like, this is clearly not signed off by the Lucasfilm Corporation, but it doesn't matter because I'm getting my Star Wars. And again, back then, you didn't have Star Wars everywhere. You right. know, you didn't have, oh, cartoon series, you didn't, you had figures, you had bed sheets, you didn't have more than you needed, you had just yeah. enough. I would watch fucking Muppet Babies just because there would be a Star Wars episode, and I fucking hated Muppet Babies. <laughs> well, that's, what, that's what I actually, the specific question I wanted to ask you is that back in the day when it was kind of about just this sort of minutia and you could hook into anything, yes. was there anything in particular that you sort of associated with? Um, the example that I wanted to give for myself, I had a, a moment of realization that for a long time in high school, I thought it, I looked really cool when I walked up the stairs with my back very stiff. Because that's exactly how Han walked up the stairs after he shot Greedo. Sure. And I kind of had that epiphany lately when I was rewatching the films, and I was like, I'm going to watch that shot where Han, it lasts half a second. <laughs> yeah. And I realized that's how obsessed I was, that I was so stupid as to think if I walk, like there's like, a rod up my ass up the stairs. Yeah. Girls will think it's cool because they'll associate it to that half second of Star Wars that I've obsessed right, right. over. Um, I don't know if I had any moments like that. I did have a lot of, again, that air of mystery thing where there were times where in, uh, what was it? I guess it was Empire, their Cloud City, and before C-3PO gets blasted, you have that guy go, who are you? What's going on? No, 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 and he gets blown up, right? right. And I'm like, well, that was clearly Grover, you know, because I think it was Frank Oz. <laughs> They had Frank Oz around. I was like, hey, can you do an extra voice? I don't know. I do Yoda and Grover. And it's, but, but that's where I, you know, shoot my load. And they're like, well, just do Grover, because he's obviously, these are all the same. And I, I, I so that's what you were obsessed with when you were a kid. Like, I think Frank Oz shot his load on yeah. that scene. <laughs> that was, oh. that was, that was what, always what I was thinking. Every time I watch the movies now, I'm like, oh, Frank, Frank Oz, Oz. You just shot your load. Um, no, I, <laughs> that's why C-3PO blows up. That's right. right. Oh, and I'm sorry, I'm getting off topic here, but we've all seen the C-3PO boner card, right? 
Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like say, there's a there's those trading oh, trading yes. cards. It's the boner card. It looks like he's got a boner. Um, <laughs> a golden. Is boner. this like the camel cigarette packs? No, this is for realsies. Like he actually has a bone. I don't know if he actually has a boner, but it. The so a trading card with a, a misprint. So like his, the what should be like part of his hip is like shooting out in a very distinctive way, in that sort of way that where you have a boner where it goes out into the left. Where it's like, if you're lucky to have and it, you're a robot. Left. Yes. Uh, but yeah. there are some theories about like, oh, it was actually a piece of metal that fell off his costume. They just took the picture at the right time, or it was a designer of the cards who just said. <laughs> just decided, well, this 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 will go. Boners, if anybody knows. <laughs> They'll never know. We need to make some collectibles. Give on. that robot a boner. Uh, okay, so I want to move on to Bill. Yes. Uh, so, <coughs> you, so you say that you you watched them when they came out, right? Yeah. And what? How did you react to them when when they first came out? Uh, I love them. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but did you did you like Sam and I collected the toys and obsessed on the details and that? But I think you probably just saw them and like that's a good film. I was a on with older, my life. I was a little older than you guys. It might have something to do with it. Um, uh, but I love them. I mean, I'd never seen anything like it, and everybody was obsessed with it, including me, for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and here's where. I'm yes, please tell us about your pains. Yeah, I just want to say, you guys, there's a lot of anger going on with you guys. I've noticed it. I'm just going to put you on the couch right here. Right. Oh, I know. I mean, you're there like, fucking, they fucked it up, and they, you know, it's just like, you don't have to keep watching it. But that's the thing is, that's my problem is I do. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's where you're caught. You see, right. this, is, this is the geek conundrum. And um, in, I think it was last year in Wired magazine, uh, comedian Patton Oswalt addressed this directly right. about geekdom, saying basically, wake up, geeks, time to die. <laughs> you know, quoting uh, from um, Blade Runner, I think. Um, basically saying everybody who is a completist about this stuff is sort of, uh, you know, like screwing themselves up because you, something like Star Wars, which started, you know, with George Lucas farting around. He's not, he's not the greatest storyteller in the world. You know, he was right. cribbing from, uh, from Professor... Um, thank you. Yes. From who I call Joseph... Heart of Darkness. Like, I what? thought you were going with. Just, I, I thought, thought you were actually talking about. I thought you were just, being, yeah. a, yeah. you were just being a highfalutin literary guy. Yeah, there. I thought you were actually right. talking about the Heart of Darkness because that kind of matches Empire. But anyway, I have a confession. I, I can't read. <laughs> so I just watch Star Wars over and over again. <laughs> I just look at the boner card. No, I, I guess what I mean is, <laughs> you really, you really should see the card though. It's, it's it a is, boner. There's no. Is, really, I mean, if you want um, to. Be but I guess what I mean is, you, you, uh, you, you get obsessed with something. You watch right. it. Um, it's, it's really fun for what it is. So they make more because it's successful. And then you watch that, and then everybody parses it, and then it doesn't add up. Because shit like that will never add up, exactly. you know, and and it won't. And if you treat it like biblical canon, it's not going to hold up. And then you're going to be disappointed and mad because they fucked it up. <laughs> and it's like a vicious cycle here, guys. It is. I mean, I kind of feel like Star Wars, like I feel about life. Like there are like days where like I'm upset with it, but what am I going to do? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna come back to it. It's it's Star Wars. The answer to that can be yes. <laughs> but that's the weird thing is it honestly isn't. Like I, I I see all the objective problems with the prequels, but like I enjoy watching them. Yeah. Because like, hey, it's like dudes with lightsabers. And I'm going yeah. like, objectively, this is terrible. But hey, it's dudes with lightsabers. No, but yeah. that isn't terrible. The first movie was really fun. And yeah. the no, first the first movie, movie was, was great. Yeah. And like Sam said, you know, and like it had its own mythology to a point. It mentioned the Clone Wars and moved on. But then when you start spelling out everything, yeah. you know, it's like George R. R. Martin now. Now that everything is getting explained, <laughs> it's like, it's not going to add up, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> And he's gonna die before he <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you seen him walk around? <laughs> so, so Bill, when when you were so you you riffed all six movies, right? Every one of them. Every one of them, and yeah. the holiday special. And the holiday special, yeah. So you you know. And, and wait, wait, wait. There, there really was a holiday special. Oh, it really was. It's a real thing. That that's when that's when Carrie Fisher was really on coke. Is yeah, the holidays she's special. basically one eye is going up and one eye is going down. You can kind of see the, yeah. Wow. Her, There's a scene her septum is deviating before your eyes. <laughs> exactly. So, and you, did you do something more than that than the six films in the holiday special? Did you do the Ewok TV movies? Uh, no, we did not. Okay. I, I was not aware they existed. <laughs> Please don't tell anyone in Rift Tracks. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were so you you had yeah. to accumulate all this depth of knowledge, you know, not that you wanted to, but you needed to make a joke about somebody like Borkins. Yeah. You're like, who's that guy? I need to kind of well, yeah, find and, out. and it's and it's not like doing another movie where it's just sort of a one shot deal. It's like there's such a breadth of uh, knowledge and fan knowledge about this stuff that you kind of have to get into it, right? Um, you know, and some things stood out that are very funny, like all of a sudden. You actually have to believe that R2-D2 used to be able to fly around. You know, he used to be able to fly around with jet propulsion, and then one day he just said, eh, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to roll around from now on. <laughs> if you follow the strict timeline, right. you realize right. these sort of logical things that make, you know, no sense. But, uh, but yeah, you have to make the sort of deep cut jokes after a while, especially after you do six of them. And it's like, I don't have any more Darth Vader jokes. <laughs> I have to go a little deeper and... Check the Wiki, the Wikipedia. <laughs> so I know you have an affinity for Porkins jokes. <laughs> yeah, Porkins jokes are my favorite. But is there another? Is there is there other obscure characters that you latched onto through the process of doing the riffs? Um, Lobot is fun. Yeah, you know. So pe most people know who Lobot is, right? Okay, so yeah, for anyone, he, ha he only has about twenty-seven pages on Wikipedia. To explain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the expanded universes. Mm. Yes, um, I, I like I like getting enraged at the uh, at the uh, the Ewoks. You know, at the the warrior teddy bear. Lobot, yes. on Cloud City, Lando oh, Calrissian's administrative aide with the cyborg named was the cyborg named Lobot. Through the use of a brain-enhancing device that he wore around his head, Lobot was able to remain in constant contact with Cloud City's it's basically central a computers. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, what are you reading from, Zoe? I am reading from Sam's book, A Guide to the Henry Star Miller's Wars Tropic Universe. Henry Miller's Tropic of Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird that he mentioned that. <laughs> More information can be found in Heart of Darkness, which covers all trivia from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I wish I could read. I really. Like, that's something like a great book. It's, 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 over, it's overrated. Someday it really? you'll see something written on a boner. <laughs> 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 Come back. 
I can read. It's like Helen Keller. Okay, so so let's move on to you. So. So, so, so you you saw Star Wars in the theater, but probably confused it with Grease. <laughs> I saw all three of them in the theater when okay. they came out. Yeah, so as my, a child. So very, my main question for you is very, like, very young. you know, over the years now, it's it's become you know just it, Star Wars has permeated the culture. So how what's it like for you for someone who is like I'm vaguely aware of them, I get what they well, are. What's it like I mean, Star to Wars experience has permeated the culture? But this is something this is something I find fascinating here. I don't know how many of you are from this area, but I lived in LA for a long time and grew up in Chicago. And this is the only world that I have lived in where the theater community and the geek community have so much crossover. <laughs> I just wasn't exposed to that much geekdom in the other theater worlds that I've been in, and also oddly enough, was not exposed to that much geekdom in my childhood. And I went to like pseudo smart kids schools. And I think there's something about that where people don't have to have geek groups because, well, everybody's smart and you just have the same variety of things. So it isn't like people have to find each other right. through this identification with something else. I don't know. Um, so I just haven't really I mean, I knew it was out there, but I haven't. It hasn't been in my face that much until I moved here. <laughs> <laughs> so when it when it gets in your face, do you feel like I should figure out a little bit more about this, or just like, oh fucking god? I, I'm sort of. I'm one of these sort of uh, not not com maybe a little compulsive, but I feel like I, I've wasted large portions of my life, and I need to spend <laughs> my time doing useful things. So um, very often that means not watching. Star Wars. <laughs> <things> like <that>. <laughs> Very <laughs> often, like you're like you are such a diplomat. <laughs> Every Tuesday at eight, you're like either I could learn something or I could watch Star Wars. <laughs> it's not that I think there's anything wrong with it. It's just for me, it's like you know I have literally two thousand books sitting in my house, and well, I should be reading one of those, or I should be watching something that is more along something that I feel like I'm personally going to get something out of. But is there anything that you are? Here, okay, I'm going to compare geeky it. about, this I guess is, that's my well, question. I'm geeky about a lot of things, but there's not any one particular thing I've ever glommed onto. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm sort of obsessive about books and words, and, and I get really taken up with particular political themes or whatever, but it's not that I've ever had one thing. James yeah. Woods, maybe. I was obsessed with him for a long time. <laughs> but other than that, like, really, I've never been... Did you been... say James Woods? You're geeky about James I noted that. Are there action figures, collectible cards? Is there a James Woods but... prequel that sucks ass? <laughs> yeah, there's actually a lot of them. Salvador, action oh, figure. Yes. I love Salvador. Salvador, he's really good in uh, Casino, too. He's, he's, really, yeah, he's a good it's actor. It's fantastic of him. Anyway, um, but, uh, but so. Is there, is there a boner card? <laughs> <laughs> um, Strangely, it's a golden robot phone. <laughs> I had a yeah. funny response to that, but I couldn't think of the reference. But, um, so Just I'm, say I'm I very know. obsessive about things, but there isn't like one sort of cultural thing that I've ever particularly glommed on. So in general, though, when, when you have Star Wars thrust in your face, do you, is, it, is it annoyance or just like, whatever, I'll just let them talk about that and I'll tune out for a little while? Or? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've gotten used to sort of tuning <laughs> some of those things. I mean, because people, it, it's great that people have that thing that they can have in common. I'm, I'm into, you know, again, like literature, like literature, literature, and different political things that other people aren't so that interested in. So you're better than in. us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying I, I can't. So. I'm saying nice I actually... Nice booking, Joe. Nice booking. So you're, so. you're like, like the original shit. trilogy, and we're like the holiday <laughs> special, is what you're saying. No, what I'm saying is, 
because I really don't have many friends who give a shit about the stuff that I care about. And Great friends you have. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't. People don't. They just don't. Like, I'm not good friends with the people I went to grad school with in literature. It's just like, so it's, I understand the identification with being able to find people who you can talk about those things with. And some of my things, I'm just like, well, I don't. Well, it's also harder to be obsessed about things when you don't have people who will feed that obsession. And I think that's part of it for me, is the things that I'm really into, I don't necessarily have people in my group that are really into it. So I'm like, eh, all right, I'll do that on my own time, whatever. Hmm, cool. So. Um, okay, so uh, we want to wrap up the podcast with a quiz. So we're familiar with the general knowledge level. I'll just put this. Of the panel. No, no, no. no. <laughs> this is going to be a special quiz. Uh, now, there is going to be a winner, um, but I'm going to award points for correct answers. You will also get a point if your answer is grossly incorrect. <laughs> if it's mildly incorrect, I won't give you a point. But if it's just like, you are full of shit, you'll get a point. Uh, and I want there to be stakes, so this is what I'm offering. Okay. Sam, if you win, you and I, I will buy you a beer, and we can talk about Star Wars. Thank God, okay. Bill or Zoe, if you win, I will buy you a drink, and I won't say a fucking thing about Star Wars. <laughs> so those are the stakes. Thanks. Excellent. Okay, so uh, uh, now some of these questions I made up, and some of them are from a book that was released in 1982 that was written by a 12-year-old kid named Rusty Miller. Oh. Fuck you, Rusty. Yeah. <laughs> So, Sam, most of your questions are from Rusty Miller. Oh, no. Uh, so, Sam, the first question is from you, from the Rusty Miller book. And remember, remember that you are kind of a filthy guy. And this was written by a 12-year-old. So I fully want you to take this the way you're going to. Question, what was Luke playing with while 3PO was taking his oil bath? going to let that one go. Okay. <laughs> and he was playing with a model, the T5, I have no idea. Look at this. That was probably Bill. His T16. Yes. Model. Okay. In exactly. His, in his hand. So you have managed to make that less gross by saying he was playing with a model. <laughs> Which cracks me up. <laughs> yes, with thing. glue and all right. Wait, okay. wait, wait. What was the noun there? T sixteen model what? Uh, yeah. Do you have the noun? Uh, ship. <laughs> it was a ship. It, it was, was a, a skyhopper. Skyhopper. Sky oh, all right. Yes. Very good. Very good. <coughs> uh, that you you do indeed uh, score a point for that. Uh, so Bill, uh, this is yes, also sir. from Rusty Miller's book. What did R two D two call C three PO when the larger droid refused to get into the escape pod? Um, yes, he, w he did a series of clicks and whistles at him. Exactly. Which basically mean, meant uh, shiny gay boy. <laughs> <laughs> that is very close. Uh, the interpretation that C-3PO provided was a mindless philosopher. Ooh. Ooh, them fighting words. Exactly. <laughs> oh, which wow. I, I wanted to share with you because it's, it's, it's like such a great burn. Like, you're a, you're a mindless philosopher. Like, it's an incredibly dumb insult. It's like an empty So I'm a Zen master. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do that's a mindless philosopher. Robot like bird. A philosopher who thinks too much, fine. That's an insult. But a mindless philosopher? That's just like a four-year-old. That's not. Uh, so, but I, I'm going to give a shiny gay robot man uh, a point. Thank uh, you. I'm me being shiny gay <laughs> robot man. 
Appreciate it. Uh, so please do an impression of Yoda. I'm too, I'm too excited to do it. Okay, wait, hang on. Go for it. Make it happen. C can you give me a line? Uh, no, just say anything backwards. <clears throat> the force you should use. I can do a better one, but I yeah, can't do anything clever to say. Say the force you should use again, because that's not creepy. <laughs> Come in. You're an actress. Come in. <clears throat> Strong you are, better you shall be. <laughs> <laughs> now say, Arr! Better you should be, laddie. Actually, I score uh, essays written by uh, non-native English speakers, and when they switch up syntax, we actually call it Yoda speech. Okay, so just for fun, could you do an Irish pirate Yoda? Because you're really close. <laughs> Go for it. I see a fringe show in the making. <laughs> a fringe show in the making, I do see. <laughs> it's a puppet's life for Nicely me, done. indeed. I'll give, you, I'll give you a, a musical point for that, just because I gave you a bunch of shit. All right, Sam, another filthy question from a 12-year-old. Oh. What did Luke ask Leia to do just before they swung across the chasm on the Death Star? I know this one. Say it. Well, she kisses him for luck. That's right. afterwards. But does he ask for that? No. Or does she just offer? She just it? does it for luck. What does she ask? What does Luke what does ask he say? Him? He said, "Hold on to this wang." Uh, <laughs> that is extremely close. The answer that Rusty Miller wrote was, "Hold his gun." <laughs> God. <laughs> hold my gun. Hey, sister, before we swing across this chasm, can you hold my gun? <laughs> These mattresses that are five feet below us. Exactly. Can we, can we, oh, hold my he was referring to CP3O's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> can you hold my robot? Oh, Lucas, exactly. you master wordsmith. Uh, I'm going to end the dialogue. Give you a point for that. Oscar hold my Wilde. gun. <laughs> okay, Bill, this is also from Rusty Miller's book, and I gave this to you because it sounds like an old vaudeville joke. Okay. <laughs> what did the other 3PO unit say to C3PO in the corridor of Cloud City? other side of Lobot. I, I really don't know. <laughs> oh, very close. It's I just thought I'd get Lobot in there. I couldn't, couldn't go too far wrong. Uh, the answer is Ichuta. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ichuta. Which is clearly hot to use for fuck off. Yes. I, <laughs> I have no idea. I, I don't think I can award that a point, so I'm, oh, I'm terribly sorry. I wouldn't give me a point. Uh, Zoe, uh, this is a sort of essay question, so brace yourself. Oh, I'm good at essays. Uh, in every film with a <laughs> smart yes, better than us. Why do I always get so much shit from you guys? Can you dumb that down a shade? You know smart. The funny thing is, if you told us that we were dumb, we wouldn't even be able to say I know back because we're so stupid. Uh, so in every film with. Uh, I believe the exception of the Phantom Menace, someone gets their hand or arm cut off with a lightsaber. What do you think this means on a philosophical level? Hmm. It's either a symbol of sexual dysfunction, or it is, <laughs> thank you, Bill. Um, <laughs> or it, uh, it represents the, um, 
the lack of ability to, to grasp fully uh, an understanding or a control over what is happening in their own lives. So you believe Honda Baba, the walrus man, was not already in control of his life. And that's what George Lucas was getting at. That's one of the ones I didn't see. I just used the action figure. I'm sorry. Uh, mm, I, well, I thought that was some pretty grade A good essay bullshit. Good bullshit. I think it was, it, was good. it was either about losing control or your dick falling off. One of yeah. those two things. Uh, does anybody, did anybody else want to steal the point from Zoe and, and offer an answer to that? No way in hell. No. All right. <laughs> okay, I know so a master when I see one. Yes. Zoe gets a point for that. All right, uh, Sam. This is also from Russell Miller's book, but it's not necessarily sexual. Oh, F. <laughs> in Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, what were the eight ways Han addressed the princess? Your worshipfulness. Uh, your highness, obviously. Uh, your whoreship. Um, no. Uh, look, your worshipfulness. I did that one. Uh, what's one first? Me. Oh, uh, God, I'm like... <laughs> Star Wars Rain Man. There are like, <laughs> like quotes going into my head, and I'm counting toothpicks. I don't. Would you, would you like shit. to have the audience shout things at you? Of course I would. Audience, sister. Sister. Sweetheart. Sweetheart. Oh God, these are easy. Uh, sugar tits. Uh, <laughs> that was the next one. Um, booger face. Uh, he insults her at one point. Hockey puck. Yeah, <laughs> these are good. Keep them coming. Oh. He just pulled a Don Rickles on me. I can't even say. Uh, sister, sweetheart, uh, darling. What is it? Sticky buns. Sticky buns. That's a good one. Wow. Everybody else is stumped, too. Somebody else said something? You could argue for a committee. You could argue for a committee, says the. Hey, I'll argue for committee. Get over yeah, here. hey, committee. No, I argue for committee. Yes. Yeah, all right. Uh, well,. I, I'm going to give you two points for that. Okay. Because you had several correct. And I'm sorry, but sugar tits was grossly incorrect. Are you sure? Are you sure? You should get so know. many points I, for that. That was great. I'm sure if you play your worshipfulness backwards, it actually says sugar tits, <laughs> like it's a Black Sabbath album. I buried sugar tits. <laughs> the Falcon worked fine. Sugar tits. <laughs> All right. Bill, this is a strangely yes, poetic and obscure and stupid question from Rusty Miller. Who is referred to as a type of flower? Um, what the fuck was wrong with Rusty Miller? I don't know. <laughs> Jabba the Hutt, clearly. <laughs> a big fucking fat sticky flower. <laughs> okay, but in like... Earth world, what flower would that be? <laughs> Is that like a dandelion? One of like those Sumatran what? death flowers, you know, the corpse flowers? Yeah, I, the corpse I, flower. Oh, so it's like I've a never corpse flower. Okay. Pasadena. Yeah. Uh, it like, did you ask me who was referred to as a flower? <laughs> exactly. I stand by Java. So Java, okay. I am not, I am not a botanist. I cannot give you the flower that he is what like. Big fat sticky flower. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you get a point because that's yeah. grossly incorrect. Yes. But the answer Extreme is. Extreme incompetence is my weapon. <laughs> the answer is a 3PO when he is referred to as Goldenrod. <laughs> 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 
Bullshit! All comes back to the boner, really, it really does. <laughs> what a rod it is. Golden rod indeed. Oh, wow. Next James Bond film. Um, uh, uh, so, uh, this is a very easy one. That, from a film you've never seen. <laughs> when Anakin Skywalker was hitting on Padme Amidala, what did he say she was not like? I love how there's a guy desert? laughing. He just he knows was that exactly the desert. The desert? That's pretty close. What makes up a desert? Sand. Sand. Whoa. So, whoa. So have you seen this film and lied to us? This, this whole was part of uh, this was part of my boyfriend's pre-movie uh, summary of the first two movies. He actually mentioned that horrible, horrible, horrible line. And you have to understand that Zoe's boyfriend is a comedian, so he probably gave her the like stupid comedy points of the film. <laughs> Which one of them is uh, that he did indeed say she was not like sand? And I know that when you want to get in a lady's pants. <laughs> You know what part of the earth you're not like? <laughs> the part that gets in my pants. <laughs> All right, so uh, it's, uh, to, to wrap up this quiz, because uh, right now Sam is winning by one point, so either uh, Zoe or Bill could God. take it from him. Does anyone from the audience have a burning question that they would like to ask? Just yell. Why haven't you mentioned Jar Jar at all tonight? Okay, the question is, the question, the question to all of you is why haven't I <laughs> mentioned Jar Jar Binks tonight? It's all on you, Joseph. I mean... Well, Sam, you go ahead. You, what's your answer to why I haven't talked about Jar Jar Binks tonight? He sucks balls. <laughs> and let me just say, I, I think some of you might have... It's a really horrible scene. When <laughs> right. <laughs> He's got that long tongue. <laughs> right. He gets stuck on the ball. No, Anakin's shocking giving that it was a family film, too. <laughs> Poor Anakin's just sitting there at the table and right. suddenly Jar Jar's What the him. hell? Stop it! I, I, I think that's uh, why haven't we mentioned Jar, Jar Jar? And people actually kind of cheered. Yeah! Why the f You son of a b I can't believe there are people who are like, yeah, Jar we want more Jar Jar, you know? That's, that's just insane. As insanity. someone who hadn't seen the movies, that was pretty much the only thing I heard about the first movie. Was that the first movie? Yes. yes. Yeah, it was like the only thing that anyone talked about. So why didn't I mention it? Do you know? It seems inconsequential <laughs> as far as the entire dublatrilogy, whatever the hell it is. Um, and it's, um, I don't know, that's my guess. Okay, Bill? Um, yeah, I think you're not mentioning it because, you know, the ball sucking. <laughs> Figuratively speaking, um, weighs very heavily on your mind, Joseph. And it does. I know you are you are a guy who has copped publicly a lot to being <laughs> obsessed with Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. And yet as long as that element is mentioned, it really, you know, it, it takes it to a place that you might be uncomfortable with. Yes. You know. That is part of the thing that I am obsessed with, that ball sucking. The balls. Yeah. Do you have anything to add, Sam? The that really covers it, I yeah. think. The ball sucking. <laughs> yeah, ball sucking. He sucks balls. It's true. Uh, I didn't mention Jar Jar uh, because he sucks balls um, <laughs> on a metaphorical level. And, and I haven't watched all the deleted scenes. Possibly. <laughs> I haven't either. There's like seven minutes of, yeah, it's just Possibly balls. on a, a physical level. Uh, but 
Jar Jar's, you know, he's, he's, Jar Jar's kind of like politics. We're like, we all know it sucks. Do we need to discuss it this much? Yeah. Can't we just let it go? Obama's doing his best in Jar Jar sucks balls. Can we have an interesting conversation now? Well, I think this is also where, you know, the fake trilogy kind of lost it was like, we have to add stuff for kids. You know, by the first one, by the third one, it's like all violence and like it's not even made for kids. But I think that's what they lost in the fake trilogy is that uh, in, in the real trilogy, they didn't need laughs or, I mean, 3PO and, and R2 going back and forth, that's all you needed. It was yeah. just enough yeah, of that calling little... each other mindless philosophers, that kind of witty <laughs> shit. You didn't need... Kids love those jokes about mindless philosophers. <laughs> they do. They do. <clears throat> You're like Descartes, but dumb. <laughs> Smart I am, so <laughs> yeah. I, I I just wanted to, another cultural observation. When <laughs> I think Sam and I are around the She's same age. She's gonna one up you, man. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like when when I was a kid, when we were kids, things weren't dumbed down to kids. I don't remember kid bands. I mean, there was Sesame Street, but that was about it. And you basically, I mean, my, my, my parents were crazy. I went to see fucking Reds and stuff. Like, <laughs> when I was like seven. But, but it didn't seem like things were as dumbed down, which makes sense with the, the first Star Wars movies didn't right. seem as dumbed down as what I saw of the, yeah. the no, no, anti-trilogy. No. And the last thing I'll say about, about Jar Jar is the other, the other reason I don't obsess on him is he, he's the one thing ever where fans won, where George Lucas put him in the movie a bucket load. He's never publicly acknowledged, but whenever I picture George Lucas into my mind, he's doing this like cartoonish backing away. <laughs> Jar Jar makes sure he's like, He's a little bit in the second film. There's a brief shot. I will admit film. that the Star Wars holiday special was similar. He, I mean, that is like yes. the, the crazy yeah. ant in the attic that they never talk about. That's true. <laughs> but he has other people to blame for that. He just openly blames other people okay. for the holiday special. But Boba Fett's first appearance. That's noble of yeah. him. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Integrity. Okay. Well, I think uh, I think uh, the winner still is Sam Landman. As wow. it should be. I, I I can only thank the audience for giving me half the answers. Basically, I, I can't. I will even... buy you a drink. We, we will talk about Princess Sugar Tits Land. <laughs> <laughs> the scene where Jar Jar thinks sucks Anakin's oh, balls. Wow. And the giant boner C3PO oh always God. has. Are we still yeah. recording this? Because yes. uh, just going out. We will enjoy talking about these children's films. <laughs> Star Wars Blue. Star Wars Blue. No Ray, just Blue. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to wrap up. Uh, we normally wrap up the podcast with a, uh, asking some kind of like pompous, sensitive question. So it's kind of like that, uh, but a little different. So Sam, for you first, which of Princess Leia's outfits is the most sensual and why? Okay, uh, everybody is gonna go with this. They're probably gonna go with Slave Leia with the metal bikini, but I am not sexist. I'm actually gonna say I really thought she was the most attractive in the original, you know, Star Wars, right. the white, because uh, I like titties jiggling, so. <laughs> okay, so now the exact... <laughs> I'm just as God maybe. Yes. <laughs> Incredibly <laughs> still titties. Boring, yes. right? Nah. <laughs> Get some jiggle. It's true. All Move. right. <laughs> so now the exact same question, but with Han Solo. 
Which of his outfits is the most sensual to you, Sam Landman, and why? I would say his Hoth outfit. Uh, you know, there's just something snugly about it. <laughs> I, it. It is the time where he looks the most like a bear. Like a right? little bear. And I thought that was really cool. You know, I'm revealing too much, but I, yeah, no. as far as sensualness, he looks sensual in that Hoth outfit. Yeah. So yes. I take that hood down and talk to him about his feelings, right? I'm sorry, I can't talk more about the sensualness of Han Solo's Hoth outfit. When okay. you get to that point, I'm going to have to just stop. I'm going to okay. pretend like we didn't say that part. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll edit this part out. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Bill, if you yes. were a bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe, what special weapons would you have, and what might your bounty hunter name be? Um, uh, Daga Fett. <laughs> And my special weapon would be a long 80s hairdo <laughs> and uh, a kind of bullshit empathy for the people that I arrest <laughs> uh, and a, a tendency to try to convert them to uh, the Lord in the back of my van. So you're like a religious Scooby-Doo with a mullet. <laughs> right. Something like that, yes. Okay. And, and sexual predation, it sounded like. <laughs> yeah, let's, no, it's that dog, the bounty hunter joke. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of him, have you, you Star Wars people? It's reality TV, that's real culture. <laughs> All right, uh, so this podcast is probably the longest you have ever spent talking or thinking about Star Wars. Can you attempt to summarize why people are so obsessed with Star Wars? Um, well, I think part of it is that magicalness, which I'm sure is not a word, uh, that Sam mentioned with being, you know, sort of involved in something that you can know more intimately. Um, but I also identify with it on, um, like my freshman year of college, I was miserable because I thought everybody hated me, and they probably did. Um, so, um, so I took a lot of solace in rereading Lord of the Rings because there was that clear good and evil and you could choose a side and you were committed to that and you knew what was happening in life. And I think there's something about that with the Star Wars trilogy as well where there's that, you know, things are fairly clear cut which doesn't happen in the real world and there's something comforting about that. So maybe that has something to do with it. Wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, Zoe Benston, Bill Corbett, Sam Landman. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you all very Thank you. much.